0: As far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a Cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is Episode 75. I am Davram, and I have a special treat for you. It was a rough week for me. Uh, Didn't get around to a whole lot of anything because of work. And a buddy of mine, Captain Logan of the Keelhaul Podcast, also had an equally uh, long week. So we sail on Saturdays around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we both agreed that Neither of us had anything recorded for this week, and his episode comes out Monday. Mine usually comes out on Saturday, so this is going to be a late episode uh, for everyone. But uh, we both agreed neither of us had time to do what we needed to do this week because of our real life jobs. So we agreed to do a joint two podcasters one boat, which is the str- which is the stream title of our Saturday streams, and we did a joint podcast. So uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to take a moment and thank the patrons who are financially contributing to the success of this show. First off, Lane, thank you very much. And Regis Stella, thank you both very much for continuing to be patrons of my content and financially support the show. If you would like to join the illustrious group, of patrons for this uh, show and for my content, you can go over to patreon.com slash DavramTV. Without further ado, this one's going to be a long one, and we get into a lot of topics uh, such as patch 2.5.3 and how awesome it is, along with, we just played the adventure together. So we're going to get into adventure number five and talk about what we liked and what we didn't like about it. And I can tell you right now, This is going to be a good episode if you're a rare employee, because usually, usually I'm yelling at you this time. Not going to be doing a Not going to be doing too much yelling because uh, uh, the past couple weeks of Sea of Thieves has been pretty damn good. So let's take it away over to Captain Logan with the Keelhaul podcast and myself, two podcasters, one boat.
1: I hope you enjoy. Two podcasts, one boat situation. Uh, In this case, um, Davrim TV from the uh, Pirate Talk Radio is joining us this week to kind of talk about Adventure 5. Um, We were talking about it and we went sailing just earlier today. And honestly, uh, neither of us had really worked on the episodes uh, for this week. And we figured, you know, why not go do the adventure together, get our thoughts together about it, and then come together to kind of talk about it as well as the recent patch notes which aren't honestly really big because we're kind of at the tail end of season 6 uh we're, we're literally just getting an update to the Emporium uh and a few changes that I figured we could cover um but before we get into that Davram how are you doing welcome to the show again
0: oh thank you i'm 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 doing it was a long rough week i know i know your week wasn't uh, too much better than mine but it, it was a long rough week so getting to to play a little Sea of thieves today was 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 really nice and especially mm. play through this adventure which we'll talk about but i think it's the best one they've done uh it was just really fun and it was really nice
1: yeah yeah i had a really good time with this adventure as well too um so uh to kind of twist things uh we're, we're both kind of doing our, our podcast together here um i wanted to jump into The release notes, uh, at least for for my show last week, I didn't get a chance to cover these. It was the Gold Hoarder episode. So um, I wanted to dive in a little bit about some of the changes that came to the game as well as the updates to the Emporium. Get your thoughts on them because I I know how I feel. But uh, we got the Pirate Emporium update, which brought in with it the prehistoric Plunderer collection. And it was a whole new livery set, a new costume, as well as weapons. Uh, how did you? How do you feel about these type of cosmetics versus more of the realistic stuff that we typically get?
0: Yeah, I I talked a little bit about it last week on my show, and I called it the Jurassic Park set <laughs> because yes. the Jurassic Park movie just came out. Yeah,
1: hundred um, percent. I will say this:
0: I like the ship. I mean, today even. You know me, I've got my set look that I always go with. And today I built a boat that has the the figurehead for this, this set. I didn't use anything else. I thought the ship yeah. was done magnificently. I love the colors that they chose to use. I love how the figurehead, both figureheads flow down the side of the boat, which is something I always look for when I'm designing my boat is, does the figurehead flow into the hull? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's excellent. Wasn't a huge fan of the weapons. Um, I think they were designed nice. I thought they were on point as far as the prehistoric thing. Just they're not my style, which is a lot of times when I talk about this, these cosmetics, they're not my style. I see what they were doing. Just not my favorite. Um, I did think the costume was cool. Again, not my style, but I thought it was very interesting that instead of doing a typical hook, They did a whole arm that was like fossilized and instead of a typical peg leg, they did an entire leg that was fossilized. I thought that was really cool and really opened up what I think they could do in the future with more things, maybe like a skeletal style curse that we've all talked about for a long time or other things where instead of the typical hook and peg leg, they're doing more with the entire body.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and they I I echo that as those sentiments as well. I think they did a really good job of uh, giving us something that was really unique and still having all of it flow in very well together. Like it all really does kind of design well. I love the the costume itself is nice because the costume. Uh, feels very asymmetrical. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, if you can't, if you're going to be doing a costume, I think that's a real key thing for me is, is that I want it to feel like it is an asymmetrical style look, something that you can achieve with just a normal jacket, hat, you know, all that kind of the pants and whatnot. Those are all very symmetrical looks. Um, and that's generally because they're designed for, for you know, most people. But um, this was, was really kind of cool. The only thing that I kind of wish was a thing was... The costume has an emote where you pull out a an amber uh, with a fossil inside of it and you get a little bit of a hammer and you kind of tink at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that that was um, something that you got to do a little bit more when you're actually doing it because it's kind of a five-second loop. Like you'll tink on it and you'll look up at it and then you'll bring it back down and you'll tink on it again and then you hold it back up in the light and look at it. And that's great, but it, it it's not very elaborate uh, compared to what was the crimson crypt set where you you literally uh, like put your wings your hands up into the air and a, and a huge wave of bats keep circling around you and stuff and it's like that was uh, like very epic compared to this
0: yeah they they really outdid themselves with the whole crimson crypt set i i i loved mm-hmm. every bit of that and i i use some of the bits like the i think the cup i use but yeah. they outdid themselves with that but and by the way the 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 word tink the, the, that that was fantastic. They it's, you tink on the, the rock. Yeah, that, was, that made me that made me smile.
1: It's it's great. I and I, I don't know about you, but I am actually a fan of the 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 actual weapons. Having the kind of uh, the blunderbuss and the flintlock, having like animal fossils within uh, amber, being kind of the muzzles yeah. uh, or the barrels for those was was really cool. It was unique. Yeah, I uh,
0: like the I I, I don't want to say the concept art because it's not a concept it's in the game. I like the pictures of them. I thought the pictures mm-hmm. were good, but holding them in my, my pirates hands and and seeing it on the screen for me, they were a little too chunky. Um, now again, they look yeah. great, but they, they, they looked too chunky compared to the pictures. If they, they mimic the pictures, I think I would have been more okay with them, but like the blunderbuss mm-hmm. has that giant glob of Amber at the end. Yeah. just a little too chunky for me. The Eye of Reach has a lot of detail in it, and because of that detail, it just gets a little too big and chunky. I've noticed that with several of their really cool Emporium cosmetics, is they they push in a lot of detail and it gets a little too chunky. That that's yeah. my issue with that. I, I like, you know, I use the six pack, I use the Obsidian stuff. Uh, it's, it's very it's thin and yeah. and streamlined, and I really like
1: that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I do feel bad for the prehistoric plunderer lantern. Uh, this was definitely not the time to start throwing custom lanterns into the game, given how many other lanterns we're having to, having to deal with. I, I think, fest. I think it's, it is lantern fest and I, I'm, I'm being lambasted with lanterns yep. at the moment and yep. I could probably do with a few less, few less torches, yep. uh, at the moment. um, We also got some stage dive emotes, which I have not bought, but I've, I've been seeing some very fun ones where people will do the, the, uh, the fall onto the sword. That's like sticking in the ground over Mm -hmm. at new golden sands outpost, which has been hilarious. Yeah.
0: So as someone who has worked with a lot of drag Queens in my life, Mm -hmm. this is the drag queen emote bundle because, (laughs) <laughs> literally it's got the death drop where the drop and the legs go different it has yeah it, it is the drag queen bundle it's that's just what it is it's the drag queen yeah. dance
1: bundle which i can i can 100 percent imagine uh john McFarlane being the the one to kind of uh do all of the fun the fun kind of mm-hmm. film reference for when mm-hmm. they go to animate these together it's it's yeah. very fun Uh, We also got the sports day emotes, which I haven't taken a look at. And I don't, I don't know why these came in. It's a pirate game in this instance. Like I can understand the, the theatrics involved with a a dramatic, fashionable stage dive emote bundle, but sports day is a weird one for me. Am I alone?
0: I see. I thought it was weird as well. Um, I mentioned that, but what I sat there and thought it is the middle of the summer, which every four years, what do we have during this time? The summer Olympics. So yeah. my only thought was, and they've done summer Olympic stuff in the past. I think
1: maybe. Oh, it was last year. Was Wasn't it last it? year when, the, when we had the uh, the Bombardier stuff? Yeah, for yeah. Borderlands and
0: yeah, that's the only yeah. thing I could think of. Is is maybe this is like leftover summer Olympic stuff? I because that's what it feels like to me. It feels like yeah. this should have been released for a summer Olympics event.
1: I could see that. Yep. It's it's interesting. It's it's a choice they they yep. wanted to make it. They put it out there. It's for people that want to enjoy it and stuff. And hopefully they are. Uh, we also got the freebie, which was the rant and rave which now one. that I think about, it, I can't remember if I even I can't remember if I actually picked it up yet. It's a good one. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good. good. One. Uh, yeah, I like it. I it's, I will have to grab that one. It's then. not
0: a short one. Like a lot of a lot of time, the freebies are like short and over. Right? It's a it's a freebie. You get it. Congratulations! Awesome, but it's it's a short burst emote. This one is very mm. nice. It's got a couple different mo- uh, like motions in it. I I really like this one. Like it, it for it's great value because it's free. But I mean, of all the free <laughs> emotes, it has a lot more like emotion and movement than you know um, some of the past ones.
1: That's good. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with uh with the freebie emotes. Nice. It's a nice way to get people into the Emporium, which is mm-hmm. obviously the goal there. Right. Uh, so can. we also got uh, Twitch drops, which are going on right now, which I didn't get to warn people about last episode, but oh. uh, have you been staying on top of it?
0: I, I have. I have gotten the first two, um, which was the first one was the cannons, which yeah. is the first time that they've used fluted cannons that are short barreled. Uh, so they're short barreled fluted cannons. Um, still not good to aim. Not good. Mm-mm. Not for me at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the flute is still, it's not good. You can't see where that ball leaves the, the barrel. The flute is just bad. <laughs> I don't care if it's yeah. short or long. The fluted cannons are just
1: bad. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know why they're doing
0: those, man. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they're big, you know, what, what the, the, insiders ones were fluted because they're a off scheme of the obsidian ones which are fluted it's just like come on stop,
1: stop yeah the fluted stop. It's, it's bad I'd, I'd made the cardinal sin of uh of of opening up a website that i haven't previously opened before recording and the audio going so i apologize to anyone that had to listen to whatever the hell <laughs> Twitch had on the front page that was like auto playing while you were giving this very nice description of the fluted and cannons. And I was like, Really? I
0: see Twitch really? wants to silence me.
1: I know. It's unfair. <laughs> what was today? Um, I don't even know what today, today was, was the, Today was the Twilight Hunter capstan. Capstan. And then right. tomorrow is the Twilight Hunter sales. And then uh, Monday is going to be the Twilight Hunter flag, which is just a black flag
0: or a it, dark
1: it, blue flag.
0: But why the flag? Where the hell's the (laughs) hull? You know, funny you mention that. It's funny you mention that. Because I think it was Falcor that was complaining about that live on stream. Uh, It was either earlier today or yesterday. He's like, why the flag? Of all the things, the flag. And he's streaming with Spammels, which Spammels is like a giant teddy bear ball of positivity all the time. And yeah. spammels is like, because every boat needs a flag, you've got to have the flag. The flag is an important no. part of the set. I'm just like, spammels give us the hull, not the flag.
1: Yeah. I If I had to say why, I'm, I'm going to toss this and say that they, they put in the flag on the last day because it's the least important. They're trying to get people in for the next set of drops, which I imagine will be the, uh, the wheel, the figurehead, and then the hull. Probably. And then... I, I guess that's it i don't know is there a cosmetic i'm not thinking about right now because there's only we have there's cannon, only
0: seven flag
1: oh the flare
0: oh flare yeah so they'll probably do the another flare. set of four days at the start of uh, what right around season, season seven you think they'll probably do four days yeah. at season seven probably
1: yeah yeah that's oh, oh man well, well at least i can miss out on the last days of each of these and not feel terrible Oh, even yeah. though i probably i definitely won't but won't. <laughs> at least i, I could
0: I, I, I you know me if i miss it i'm gonna be upset
1: oh yeah yeah even though i never used use one it. yeah i missed one piece of the twilight hunter set and I, i'm kicking myself for it
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: it's a bummer speaking of uh sets that just came out though uh we just got the plucky ruffian sea dog set in the uh clothing shop which I, I don't know about you, but I actually love the Ruffian Sea yep. Dog shirts. It's I, got the it well. eye collar. Really beautiful set. Yep. Uh, this one's kind of a weirdish green one that's available for gold. And it's yep. it, 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 actually really cheap, too. It's not like one of the expensive sets. Yeah, Usually the Sea uh, the, the Dog
0: stuff is kind of like... The swabby or or what I would call the newbie clothes, even though for some reason every newbie goes for the crab, crab, kraken, and ashes. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like this is the 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 the, the ruffian sea dog stuff is very much swabby, very yeah. cheap, very affordable. Um, Love clothing. it, but yeah, I, I the color is interesting, but I dig it. I'm okay with the color. The pants are nice. The pants are like yeah. they're not a black pants. They're like a a dark blue pants. Uh, and they look really mm-hmm.
1: good. The the color goes really well with the uh an uh, the 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 hat, the the unfeasibly hard to get hat that you get for doing something special in the game. Oh, that, right. That that's one. something that I noticed happens that, yeah, that to go one. really well with. That hat. I, you have it. I don't. Thanks for it in. I'm sorry. Joe I Nides. had to bring it up though.
0: Jo- Joe Joe <laughs> has put a ban on
1: me getting that hat. You know, I posted something the other day, and he liked it, and I was like, oh, my God, he doesn't have me muted. That's uh, weird. He probably has me muted. I 100% felt that Joe had me muted for a very long time. <laughs> for a very long time. I, I was almost, I was 100% positive. I'm like, he's got me muted. I don't know what I did. I probably tweet too much, but, but I'm almost certain that he's got me muted. <laughs> we... This is one that I wanted to bring up with you because, genuinely, when when C- while Sea of Thieves is continuing to ask for our money, we can. We just talked about the the prehistoric uh, the set that came out, the Jurassic Park set. We just talked about more ways to spend money and to to follow and and feed into the uh, media machine that is the Twitch drops and such. Uh, we got an accessibility update with this patch that was swapping the analog sticks. And I can't say that I ever thought that this would be something that would be um, required, but I'm glad that they put it into the game because I I don't know who needs this, but at least if the option's there, this option is is available. Um, I know you're a huge fan of of accessibility as well too. Uh, What were your thoughts kind of getting into this one?
0: Yeah, so anytime, and and I've I've said this multiple times over the years that I've I've played the game, Sea of Thieves does an excellent job of trying to figure out new ways for people to be able to play their game, regardless of exceptionality. How can we make our game playable for everyone? Obviously, there's limitations. There, there is a point where they, you know, they can't do everything, but they go above and beyond to do what they can. I don't use a controller. I like I have an elite controller laying around here somewhere. I don't play on controller. So for me, it doesn't impact me at all. And that's why sometimes I miss some of these accessibility options because they don't impact me. But if Mm. it's going into the game to me, that means there's enough people that this would impact for them to spend the time to code it. Right. Because you're literally, I mean, I mean, I, I know about the controller but it's very common right right stick is is look and left stick is move right is that how it normally is? no yeah yeah that's how it it's, normally it's, is
1: you know it's i uh, it's been a it's been a while since i've looked at controller but yes last time i look at controller controller had right stick look right? left stick move
0: for every game right for every like first person shooter game that's how it is
1: yeah so that's in how my controller. mind
0: that that was a maybe it wasn't but in my mind that is a significant development effort
1: yeah and they would have only done that
0: if it impacts enough people
1: yeah i i was thinking about this when i was reading the patch notes and and this is something that i've noticed with a lot of uh microsoft studio games uh halo if i recall correctly has this setting when uh, I was digging through the setting options for that, and I'm pretty sure a lot of their other games do. So I I tend to wonder if this is something that is kind of one of those: you work for Microsoft as a Microsoft Studio. These are the accessibility options you need to uh, work into your game to make sure that you're you're staying on top of the accessibility thing because that's one of their talking points as a as a a company they are constantly talking about how accessibility is kind of at the forefront of their thinking when it comes to uh every when everyone gets to play we all win you know that's their mantra so it's nice to see this right (laughs) imagine imagine everyone getting to play games and everyone getting to enjoy games regardless of what games you like what a crazy concept um (laughs) Speaking of crazy concepts, uh, this was something that you had brought up that um, I, I figured we'd be diving into, but we got some changes at the skeleton forts, huh?
0: Oh, yes. We are standardizing events, and I like that. Yeah. Because I am we... big on taking things that have dust on them, dusting them off, and bringing them to what the game should be now. So I've I've, I've always talked about trying to figure out a way to rebalance loot, you know, like, Athena chests, which are not the most expensive item in the game, even though they're still pretty rare, bringing them up to where they should be based on the current economy and the current other items. I think this is a great change. So the idea of making the skeleton forts, the forts that have been there forever, um, to have the same style of barrels as the new phantom forts, which are very popular for people to stop by and and stock up so you've got your ammunition red barrels with the cannonball logos on the front you have uh your other barrels which are going to have now a wider and larger stock of food like your phantom yeah. forts I think this is great it's taking something that has been there forever and bringing it up to the same par of some of their new stuff
1: Yeah I I love the idea of this uh being implemented specifically to the idea that when the game first came out, uh, skeleton forts were the, the main attraction, right? You had the Kraken, but the Kraken was on a three, uh, you know, it was, it was a random encounter. You never were guaranteed to do, to get a Kraken unless you were working on a skeleton fort for an excessive amount of time. And as soon as it dropped, the first ship that sailed away from the fort was probably going to get hit because everyone would always go to the forts. Um, and the way, you would, the way you would prepare for those skeleton forts back in the day was you had to go and try and see if you could um, hop off onto islands to grab supplies or get lucky and find a shipwreck nearby and loot everything out of the mm-hmm. shipwreck. Five bananas at a time, ten cannonballs at a time, and five wood planks at a time. Yep. And it took a while. So it gave players an opportunity to... Uh, kind of be able to work on the fort while other people were trying to restock their ship. Um, and nowadays, given that we have things like sea forts, uh, barrels of plenty with harpoons and storage crates, you can buy resources now. The amount of time it takes to get restocked on a fresh ship, if you if you got sunk trying to take out someone at a sea fort or a, or not a sea fort, a skeleton fort, um, is significantly lower. So having regular skeleton fort where not only are you not just finishing or not only are you not just working on skeleton waves 15 skeleton waves and then a skeleton captain now it is skeleton uh, waves skeleton captains and then a, a skeleton lord mm-hmm. which is more difficult than normal right. having the wider range of fruit having better barrels uh more designated barrels and stuff to give people an idea of what to expect when you actually go to those barrels not only helps balance the actual skeleton fort itself based on what it, its new enemy types are like, but it also helps those that are at that fort be able to better defend themselves against people who are coming in, given that they've been stuck at the fort for, you know, a half hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it takes for them to, to do that, compared to someone who is able to go, loot uh, a two skeleton forts on the way over and get 300 cannonballs um for you know 15 minutes worth of time yep yeah and, and, and it's huge
0: and things like in in games like sea of Thieves, where in the past there is heavy setup time, right getting all of your your stuff and pri- pre- previously from before you could buy your storage crates and your cannonball crates and your wood crate and your fruit crate from the merchant. There was five planks, ten cannonballs, you know, at a time. That's, that's yeah. how it was. You go loot the barrels, you run to your ship, you deposit it. You, go, you loot your barrels, run to your ship, deposit it. And so the setup time in video games, in my, in my mind, is another barrier to entry, right? If you're a brand mm. new player getting into a game and you realize that the first 15, 20 minutes of your playing is just stocking up, probably not a game that you're going to stick around for a lot. right? Yep. Like I come from a game that I love EverQuest. It would take you 15, 20, 30 minutes just to get to where you're going to camp and kill things, right? World of Warcraft changed that in the MMO world. Sea of Thieves is, I think, trying to do a better job of reducing that barrier to entry, getting you into the game getting you doing something that makes you feel accomplished as fast as possible, which is going to keep those players playing longer and coming back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think that that's a great way to kind of uh, segue into what is kind of the main topic that we wanted to touch on, which is how do you get players invested in a games as a service uh, when you have two weeks of time frame where there is a new adventure so uh, we got adventure five it, it finally came out we got a really awesome trailer this week uh, that really kind of dove into the, um, the the kind of setup for this adventure if you guys haven't gotten a chance to watch it I definitely recommend doing it it's a couple minutes uh, and having the barrier to entry lowered for how long it takes to get supplies, how long it takes for you to get out onto the sea is going to be great for folks who want to go and see these trailers and experience whatever the hell's going on in Sea of Thieves uh, without feeling like they are hindered by being prepared or being uh, properly stocked on a ship. It's like that it's great that you don't necessarily need to do Everything, because by the time you get onto uh, a tavern, you should already have a uh, a better supply of, of ships uh, or, or stocks um, on the island that you're able to grab with a storage crate. The thing that I, I would love to be able to see is if they are going to have a wider array of uh, food and, and uh, supplies on forts, I hope they do this for the outposts. Because uh, the outposts are kind of a mix. And... Um, forgive me for who it is that's it. actually uh, one of our Discord members was actually kind of doing some some research on this and I can't remember where they posted it, which is a bummer uh, but they, they had kind of a, a spreadsheet going based on the supplies that they would get at uh, taverns or outposts compared to sea forts and the discussion was kind of like this is what you would get at an outpost versus what you would get at a sea post and sea posts had uh, typically a, a, a guaranteed More cannonballs and planks, Um, but the wider array of uh, food was more meat based at the at the sea forts and it was like well that that right there that is a huge mm-hmm. a huge difference between what's available at a lot of the uh, taverns and i think that the taverns really do a good job of giving you the base supplies that you would need but nothing that would progress your uh like hunter's call like you can't pop into an outpost grab a whole bunch of fish and be like all right cool now i can head over to a, a hunter's call and be able to do this without working at it at all But I do hope that they broaden the amount of uh, supplies that you're able to kind of bring them up with the rest of the sea sea posts.
0: Yeah, and that goes back to the skeleton fort we talked about just a little bit ago. And it goes back to what I was talking about, about rebalancing the loot, right? More rare loot, Mm. giving you more gold. We have all these awesome places now, skeletal forts, phantom forts. We've got all these awesome places that give you supplies of plenty but you have to sail to them. Um, I think the next stage of that, and now I agree. I don't think you should be getting pork chops and, and potentially rare fish um, out of, out of um, outposts. I don't think you should be getting that right. Because then that's going to mean you go there. You don't have to fight anyone necessarily. You get your thing. You go to the Hunter's call, you turn it in. Yeah, no, I don't like that. But, Maybe a pineapple, you know, a couple mangoes, some more right. cannonballs, chain shots, some a couple curse balls, you know, kind of bring the outpost barrel loot up to not to equal of the uh, uh skeleton fort or phantom fort, but just give you a little bit more. So you don't always have to go to the skeleton fort or the phantom fort before you feel comfortable sailing out. You've got a good yeah. stock of a variety of things that are going
1: to help you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that. I they continue uh, it. I do too. I hope that this is just kind of them taking a look at, and this does kind of fall into the quality of life stuff that we, yeah. we're constantly asking for. We want them to keep things balanced between the the introduction of new stuff so that, yeah, sure. It's great that that's new, um, but, you know, everyone is still working on other stuff as well. It's not like people have stopped. Well, I mean, probably a lot of people have stopped the shrines and the treasuries. I can't, I can't see anyone going to do those too often. I
0: never started them.
1: Yeah. I know. I do want my like like coral curse, but I,
0: I'm i so anti-shrines <laughs> and treasuries. Like, the bad taste in my mouth when those came out, I was just, I was livid. I was like, what is this crap? <laughs>
1: Well, we don't have to. We don't have to talk about that. We can. We can talk about uh, the one the undocumented chain that we got that I think impacts the game more than anything that season four brought us, and that was the reduced time uh, for for getting on to the ferry and then getting out of the ferry. Um, it is actually the, documented. The, was it documented? It is on the. I past- didn't see it in the passionate. Oh, um, is it?
0: I don't. It's. Um... Um, oh, that's right. Here. You're yeah, right. It's performance and yep. stability. Improvements make to reduce scenarios where players can experience extended black screen load times when using mermaids or returning from the ferry of the
1: damned. You know what I was thinking of? It was uh they never said the the time it takes, Correct. which Everyone seems to have an opinion on. Uh, in my experience, I counted as 15 seconds from down from 30, but I've been told that that's wrong. So who knows? End of uh, the day,
0: what I will say, and there's a lot of people out there on Twitter and a lot of people out there on Reddit that are angry, and we experienced one of them tonight on the oh, seas yeah. <laughs> who was angry because they <laughs> failed to sink us because, and I quote, I miscalculated the new spawn timers. I want to make this very clear. These aren't new spawn timers. These are the original spawn timers. The the game was bogged down with server performance and bugs and issues. That is why you had the extended black screen. That is why you had the the extended time in the fairies. It was not the original code. It was not the original tent. They have brought the game back to where it was, where it started. If you're not good enough to still sink a ship now because you, you don't have to fight them once you kill them once, you need to work on your skill because the game is now better because players get to play Sea of Thieves, not Sea of Black Screen or Sea of Fairy of the Damned.
1: <laughs> I I feel like I need to go back and watch an old video of me dying and coming back to the ferry and clock it, because um I, I remember it being longer. I know that we've had the issue with the extended black screens where it was just, it was, it was buggy. It was definitely buggy. Um, yeah, that, that person, they, <laughs> and to whoever you are, I, I just want you, if you happen to be listening to this and you happen to come across a sloop and you sit in you were solo on a, on a blank sales galleon uh, at sanctuary outpost. Uh, you didn't account for the sloop having two people. You killed one. And then I came back from going to the bathroom saw that our mast was down and Davram was dead, and I was like, oh, I should probably go help. So I came back and I killed you as you were sitting there face deep into our storage crate, and you got bitter about it. But oh. that's okay. It's fine. And I also want to state
0: that whatever bounce that blunder bomb had that knocked me off the boat, I'd never seen a bomb knock someone off the boat at that angle. I was completely caught off guard by that.
1: I was attached to the sail for god's sake. You miscalculated the angle of I that did. blunder I'm bomb. I mis-
0: miscalculated <laughs> the angle of that blunder bomb because it knocked me in a direction I never thought a blunder bomb would knock you.
1: Um I I've been really happy with this update. Uh as I as I look to kind of wrap things up unless there was a couple more things that you wanted to dive into. Yeah, I th-
0: I think there's I think yeah. the, the fairy one is huge, right? And yeah. You know, as well as, as, you know, other listeners out there, I am very critical when it comes to patch notes, and I'm very critical to Rare um, on on a lot of things, but I will also be the first to give credit when credit's due. And this patch, though it's not introducing a crap ton of new content and things for players to do, there were a lot of both graphical fixes and performance and stability fixes of long-term bugs that have caused players so much pain for a very long time. And I give Rare all the credit in the world for doing what they say they're gonna do, and that is we're working on it. Now, we never got dates of when things were going to get better, but things are getting better. And this patch is a prime example. You already brought up the spawn time. Another big one that has caused players enormous amount of pain, And probably more support tickets than Rare wants to think about is you can no longer swing your sword around the ship waiting for a respawn to identify where the player is going to spawn to spawn camp them. That has been removed. You can no longer do that. You will no longer get an audio cue. That is huge, especially for new players, because there is nothing worse than getting spawn camped And before you even, like, even if you had a reduced black screen, you're already getting killed because they know where you're spawning. This is a horrible player experience, and it's been there for a long time, and now it's been resolved. And that is massive in my mind.
1: Yeah. Makes a huge, huge difference in the playability and the enjoyment of the game when people can... Legit, like, just be able to uh, not have to get instantly killed. And now I, what I what I will say is that it is still possible for people to uh, kill you pretty much right after you spawn. Yep. Like, I, I watched yep. Fuzzy Bond. And Fuzzy Bond always has uh, very calculated. Him and Jackie get on a ship Mm -hmm. and they've got flintlocks and they will wait till they see someone respawn and then they will both plan to to instantly keep an eye out so that they can uh, kill that person from two different people just after they respawn. The person always has an opportunity to uh, be able to... you know, fight back or or get off the ship. You know, there's lots of ways that they can kind of deal with it, but uh, they will always kind of like keep an eye out for that. They're not running around trying to figure out like where they're going to spawn. They're just like, Nope, we're going to sit, we're going to wait and we're going to be patient and try and find out like when they actually are uh, going to show up. And that, that to me is a lot more fair uh, gameplay than it is um, for anyone else. That's been trying to say like, Oh, well, this isn't fair. You know, like I, I, I got onto the, or, or, you know, this or that the excuses one run wild, but I, I'm glad to see that at least uh, they're, they're looking to try and balance that stuff. But um, what were some of the other things? The only other
0: two items that in my mind were, were big ones. Um, Obviously they made a lot of changes to, to, Server performance and hit registration are both on there, which I always love to see when both of those are on there. And then to be able to play and see that there it is better right today when we played, I wasn't feeling. Now, again, I am one person on one server. I wasn't feeling hit registration as bad as it has been. I was not getting a lot of lag and rubber banding as I have in the past. So clearly something is working. Is it perfect? No, but it's improving, and that's that's what I want to see. I want to see improvement. Now, when we get to the tail end of this month, when we're getting to, you know, the servers have been running a while, will we still see this pretty good server performance? We'll have to wait and see, but right now it feels pretty good. Um, the only other two items that in my mind were big and that's because it affected their new content. And that was the veil voyages Um, is they fixed the disappearing loot. When you put in a veil stone, sometimes your loot disappeared. If it wasn't, you know, unpackaged from the chest or off the Island. Um, That was, that was kind of painful, right? A bad player experience. And then the other one was when you're doing the veil shipwrecks, some loot could become unrecoverable in the ship's hull Uh, Both of those have been fixed again. Are they major? No, but that is that those little things mean a lot in terms of player experience because losing one little Athena globe for a player who is like really working on Athena that could really upset them. So, so having that, I think was really good for them to fix that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's one of those expectations that you have. Like right. you you right. you want to know that when you go into something that you're not going to run into issues with it and, and them just kind of slowly picking away at some of the bugs that they find and stuff makes a huge difference. And I, I greatly appreciate that.
0: It's like what you've said before when it comes to the, um, when servers, when they loot, what, what do they always say? Um, we weren't able to uh, recover data, right? Yeah. One of the things you've always said is That is a bad player experience because when I play a game, I trust that the game is going to work, right? Mm -hmm. The basic function of, of the game is going to work. I sell loot. I get gold. I sell loot. I get reputation, right? And when that doesn't work, it's really bad player experience. And these are the brand new voyages that are really good, by the way. And they had some nasty little bugs that the game's just not working and it makes it for a poor player experience. So again, the, it goes back to that good things for them for for fixing those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I am I'm, I'm very happy to see that they're consistently picking away. And this had a lot of them, especially things mm. like the legend of the veil voyage was yeah. great. Uh it's in it, they changed a couple things. I I do want to see them continue with this, um, you know, add content, fix the content, um, uh, make sure that the content is is still uh, being paid attention to after it goes live, you know, don't just wait for, for things, um, to, to kind of blow over or, or, uh, not get paid attention to before you, you kind of like mark it off of the, all right, cool. Well, we didn't have time to get to this one. So no one's complaining about it anymore.
0: I, I noticed that, uh, whoever they have writing the patch notes now, um, clearly doesn't have a, uh, have an evil eye out for me because they mentioned a particular, um, blanket and pillow setup that was improperly added to the sloop. Um, And prior to this patch, it has always been referred to as the comfy mattress, which has triggered me since the very first time I've seen it. But they keep calling it the comfy mattress in the patch notes. And I swear it's because someone knows that I don't like that and wants to get me riled up. This time it is known as the sloop's bed. So thank you for not including comfy mattress, even though <clears throat> pets can now be placed on the sloops bed to me, does not seem like a good use of <clears throat> development time, but that's
1: fine. Yeah. It's it's uh I think they're doing it for the photos kind of like a uh, Absolutely. You know, and that's, and, that's and one of they're those. They're trying to
0: standardize all the ships, right? They're also trying yeah. to do that in, in, in light that captain sees on the way. And those ships have to be standardized for that because clearly if you get a trinket and you put it in your captain's quarters, unless you're going to have three different ships, which I could see them doing that, unless you have three different ships, if you say, give me my ship, right, give me the obsidian wing, then that little piece of the devil's roar is going to be in the the captain's quarters for the sloop, the brig, and the, the galleon. So mm-hmm. they need to have standardized boats in that in that regard to make that work
1: properly. Yeah, yeah they really do. Hey, you want to know something really, really kind of weird? What? Um, I went back while we were kind of going over some of this stuff, and I grabbed a, a photo or some some footage that I had back when I was testing the game uh, for the scale tests mm-hmm. uh, back before launch. And there's a point where I actually recorded uh, how long it took me to go from. Dying uh, at an outpost where I turned in someone else's loot, and um, getting back onto the boat. Yep. And uh, I, I kid you not, it it took me from because the video uh, kicks off at one hour and what is this seventeen seventeen minutes five seconds, and uh, I I do not get back onto my sloop until one hour eighteen minutes, almost a full minute. of time um before i got from the ferry to to my to my ship so it is it has definitely been a lot of time uh on the ferry for a long long time and And i and i would rather have the the 15 to 17 seconds that it is now
0: and a minute doesn't sound like a lot of time a minute in the grand scheme of things is not a lot of time in sea of thieves a minute is an eternity yeah a minute is literally an eternity in this game
1: no you know what's really crazy is after i got back on the ship my ship had one tier three hole and it was only half full yeah which is is crazy it's crazy to me to look at this old footage i might have to i might have to post this up somewhere
0: but think if you if you had fired off and boarded another ship with that tier three hole you fought on that other ship, got the other ship sunk and still had to wait another minute to get back to your ship. Like a oh, yeah. minute is an eternity and could really mean the difference between sinking and not sinking. Yeah. And in, in so yeah. many cases, that's a long time.
1: So I'm, I'm very happy for this change. I think Massive. it's a very positive change. Very. It's going to keep you on your toes when you do actually like we, we went and sink a, uh, uh, we sink a ship um, working on a seafoat fort uh today. And, you were you were legit like counting down like the 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 time that you thought that the ship was going to see respawns like I, you were yeah. calling it out. I was on there. I, was, I I somehow managed to kill these two guys. I didn't think I was going to do it. These guys were really good, um, and the the time that it took for them to get back. Like, I was legit, like, just sitting there waiting. I couldn't, I couldn't grab anything outside of like five pineapples from their, from their barrel. But as soon as I did that, I was like, okay, I, I did not pay attention to, I, I wasn't paying attention at all to when they died compared to how long it's been since when they died. And then 17 seconds later, uh, when there should be, when they should be back on the ship. Right. Um, but it, it did, it did help sink because i was prepared i was yeah. i wasn't waiting around i didn't get distracted by sticking my heads in barrels
0: right it keeps you it keeps you on your toes it keeps that i mean i know your adrenaline was pumping because you were saying it was pumping but like it, that makes the game more exciting like how mm-hmm. exciting is it when you get on a board and you kill everyone and literally you just stand there for like 30 45 seconds and just like waiting yep, for it to fill up, up with water you yeah know, it's uh like, yeah, cool, you got the sink, you got the loot. But wouldn't it have been more fun if the fight was better than just, oh yeah, I'm waiting, I'm watching it fill up like a bathtub. Like, it's mm-hmm. not fun. That's not fun. And what's really interesting about this is I've I, I, I watch a lot of streamers because I'm I'm working all the time. And it's very interesting the even the division between Sea of Thieves partners. There are some partners that are like just annoyed that players can get back and fight them, right? They're just annoyed by the fact that they can come back quicker and fight them. And then there are other there there are other partners that are like, "Thank god it's back to the way it used to be." Like, "Yeah, it's more fun now. People get to play now. I get longer fights now. It's not, "Oh, I cut, blow a couple holes in your sloop and drop your mast, I board, kill you, and it's over." Like there's Yeah. And then you server hop, right? It's it's keeps you going. It keeps the battle going. This is an excellent fix.
1: Mm-hmm. It should hopefully keep people more engaged with the yes. actual fighting aspect of it, as opposed to Correct. ah, we killed them. We got a we got a thirty second to forty five second wait time before they show up. So let's just loot everything right. and whatnot. It's like mm, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna really do. And and this is I think one thing that. Uh, speaks to your play style. And then I kind of want to move on to our thoughts on yes. the adventure, if you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you like to put your supplies in the barrels. You I don't do. like to hang out in and keep them in the supply crates, which if uh, the, those guys, I will say the, the Reaper that we came across at the Seafort... Their barrels were super stocked. Mm-hmm. I I had full pockets, so I got through the food that I ate, and I was pretty much out. Like I was I was shoving fish that I had that, that I wanted to turn in into my face because it was just it was mm-hmm. all I could do to try and stay alive. Um, but their barrels were stocked full. We didn't get. Any of that? None of it, because because they had and I, and, I, and it's not because they didn't have storage crates. They had six storage crates. Every single one of those was completely empty, and we were one hundred percent denied all of their all of their uh their their supplies because they respawn fast and they sunk uh after the second kill. Right, and that and and,
0: and and they proved that they were a good crew that could recover. So it yeah. wasn't like oh we were wasting time. No. You couldn't get the stuff in the storage crates because they would kill you if they got back on there and your head was in barrels. It would yeah. have been over. And they would they would have been able to recover. Even with me cannoning them, they could recover. They were two great yeah. players.
1: Yeah. And and they were and I will say, whoever you guys were, definitely thank you. Because you guys GG'd after the fight and, and we didn't see you again. We we fully expected you guys to come back. But I thought
0: but, they were coming back.
1: Yeah. But uh, it was a really good fight, and and that's what I love to see in this game. This is That's one of the things that I love is, is we across them. We were intending to go do a shrine. They were at the seaboard. We, we saw them at the seafort. We knew they were going to be there. We knew they weren't going to leave us alone if we went to go do a shrine, so we tried to take the advantage and come on them as they were working on the seafort They totally saw us coming. They were very prepared for it. They got a bunch of shots off. Uh, We just happened to get enough shots off, and then I went and boarded them, and it just happened to be out of luck that I didn't die because there's there's very, very few times where I wasn't close in the red to to dying, and thank you to the pineapples that saved my life because holy crap. Um, but we had a really good time sailing today. Uh, I know that we, we typically try to sail on the Saturdays and you stream, uh, a lot more often than I do. Uh, so folks will definitely want to check out, uh, the VOD for that. So they get an opportunity to see both of our perspectives for that fight. Cause that was a good one, that was. but let's talk about adventure five. Um, we got to walk through basically all of adventure five today. Uh, it's going to be available for the next couple weeks. Um and this was probably like, and, and I agree with you, I think this was my favorite adventure so far. This yep. has definitely been the up there with what I want out of Tall Tales yes. for an adventure. Yes. And it, it's it's not quite up to the Pirates Life Tall Tales that we got last year. Um, but the storytelling, it's focused on Sea of Thieves characters, it's done beautifully in game. And the flow and the expectation and the uh, changes that they've made to this adventure makes it far more accessible and a lot kinder to people to be able to do within two weeks, especially yes. if you don't have a lot of time. But what are your thoughts on this?
0: Here's, here's and, and I've talked about this with previous adventures, such as the Shrouded Ghost adventure, um, the Rescuing the Golden Sands adventure even the one we just got done with the, with the war for golden sands. And I've always, I I keep saying this, they're grand, they're beautiful adventures. They have some cool story, but what in theory sounds cool does not always execute. Cool. Right. RNG. You need multiple crews. Um, The fact that after two weeks of play, There's not a lot of people out there doing it, right? They have great theories in their head, but the execution just wasn't there because of the current state of the game. And it's nothing they can do about it, right? They're doing the best they can. This adventure was not only in theory, built beautifully along the lore and storylines, it was executed. And I will say this, and you don't get this from me often. It was executed flawlessly. It was exactly what I wanted to see. It's exactly how I expected adventures to be from the beginning. This is what I've been waiting for. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. I I 100% agree. Um, I wanted to kind of preface this before we get any further into this, that there is a chance we are going to be talking spoilers. So if you have not done this adventure yet and you've been holding off for a time when you can jump in with your crew, I would probably hold off on the rest of this episode because this is going to be where we kind of spend the rest of our episode talking about Adventure 5. And I want to get into the lore about it because I love that they've put out so much that isn't required. A lot. For you to to do. Yep. So if you've if you've uh, been holding off or you haven't quite done it, put a pause on this episode for both of our episodes and and come back to this once you've gotten a chance to dive into it because I would love to be able to talk about this and I don't want it to ruin. Uh, I don't want it to be ruined for you because um, you you didn't get an opportunity. So hopefully this has been enough leader for you to uh, make that choice to say like, okay, well, hold on. Let me, I'll I'll pause this. I'll put another podcast on. And that way, when I get a chance to go do uh, the adventure, I I can enjoy it and have the same experience that we had going through it uh, without feeling like I've already been told what's going to happen. So. With that, um, spoilers have been warned. We've we've been diving into this. Demarco's uh, dead, huh?
0: Sorry, spoilers. Demarco's dead.
1: Oh, Demarco's yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. About that, <laughs> uh, I'm still hoping he's alive. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm still hoping he's alive. Um, Someone Adventure else is five. dead. Someone else is dead. This, And we found out about this thanks to the cinematic trailer that was released on Monday that we haven't been able to talk about. But um, we found out that Merrick was killed. Uh, he was sent to the ferry uh, or the Sea of the Damned. And a lot more has been kind of revealed about the kind of... Um, the, the flow chart, I guess, <laughs> for the Sea of the Damned and the right. Sea of Thieves. Um, when you die, you don't immediately go to the ferry. The right. ferry is where you show up that you recollect. Uh, but if essentially, you get sent to the Sea of the Damned. Um, you're not always transported to a version of the Sea of the Damned, much like Sailor's Grave from A Pirate's Life, where it is kind of a, a haven for lost souls. Uh, but you're essentially dropped on a beach. And there is a dock. And the dock is where uh, a lot of the uh, ferryman's associates, the race, are there to kind of help usher you onto the boat. They're punching tickets, essentially. And we got an opportunity to see uh, some sailors who are part of the first crew kind of uh, greet Merrick on the beach and be like, oh, hey. You might want to get in line because uh, you you might not make it on this boat, or you know, hang out here, whatever. It's it's totally you. I'm going back to the land of the living, and it was it was jovial. It was great. It really shows the the testament to what I love about Sea of Thieves, which is we're all here to have fun, right. and it doesn't. It's not about you know like oh I died I lost my stuff. It's like ah you know what you died fine you'll come back it's not like death is a permanence in sea of thieves um unless you get sent there and someone's waiting for you <laughs> and it's not the wraith or Shelley. uh That's right. speaking shelly
0: was shelly was also in that um <clears throat> in that trailer
1: yeah yeah and and can i say i i john mcmurtry i love your writing i think you've done a stellar job with the cinematics and coming up with the scripts for this um I know if Mike Chapman had his say of this, uh, there would have been a tickets, no tickets reference smushed in here from indiana jones there would have 100 percent been like shelly punching the the ghosts tickets as they were getting on to uh the the fairy of the damned and there would be one one soul who was he didn't have their ticket and shelly like moves her claw to like you know do the thumbs like get this guy out of here and the wraith just picks him up and chucks him into the sea like that's I 100% expected something like that uh, when seeing this, but um, I, that's like, a, it's like a, such a personal thing for me to be like bugging Mike about. But what did you think of the setting? The, the, the atmosphere, uh, the, the bits of lore that was implied through the cinematic trailer. I want to get your thoughts on this.
0: So first off, <clears throat> uh, Shelly is part of the dark brother brethren confirmed. Um, and second, <laughs> um, and I have been on Twitter worrying about this specifically specifically with dre the reason merrick is dead is because you all saved golden sands you doomed yeah. him to die so i just want to get that it's out true. there right now the yeah. reason merrick is dead and you can't turn in fish i i predicted this i said merrick's gonna die and now you're not going to be turning in fish in the middle of the map and you're going to be upset this is your fault it's
1: it's true. Merrick definitely wouldn't have died nope. if we had destroyed golden sands and right. put everyone that was there and killed them all. we well, see. Well, my
0: thought process is here's, here's my oh. thought process. Okay. Okay. We see the dark brethren, at least part of them in the trailer, right? We see Wanda with yes. an A and we see, we see your favorite buddy Duke.
1: Yeah. Okay. 50% of the dark brethren. Right.
0: Court. Right. They're there. Um, and so <clears throat> the Dark Brethren don't like Flameheart. Flameheart yeah. clearly doesn't like the Dark Brethren because he wants the Sea of Thieves for himself. Had yeah. we won at Golden Sands and when I say we I mean the Reapers team, we would have broken the veil, which means the forces of Flameheart could be hunting the Dark Brethren and I guess then who's not
1: killing Merrick? The Dark Brethren. It's true. Yeah. But- See? You wouldn't have he wouldn't have had this solved. as an opportunity. Flameheart definitely wouldn't have killed Merrick out of spite. No. For trying to save him death.
0: Merrick is to him. He's like Psh, fisherman,
1: don't care. Why bother? Right. <laughs> so, I like even his the, wife cares about him.
0: Not even, yeah, not even. I even checked today on stream to see mm-hmm. if Sarah cared that that Merrick was dead. She doesn't even know.
1: No clue. Know. No one knows. Everyone he's else off is worried shark about hunting, where he's
0: at. And she's going to be mad when he gets home.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> um so I liked the trailer. Um and the reason yeah. I liked it was and 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 I'm going to put aside that I I'm going to try to put aside that I just did this amazing adventure. What I liked about it was it gave you enough to spark your interest without telling you really anything aside from yeah. Merrick's dead and the dark brethren has something to do with it. That's all we knew. Yep. That that's it.
1: It
0: was great. How, when, why? All those questions are left unanswered. Who? Who? All all left unanswered. It got me excited to play it because I wanted to
1: know what happened. Yeah. and, And... I got to be honest with you man. I have been I've been enjoying the DeMarco th- stuff going on. You know, it's been cool to kind of see like how they're doing it and and I, I have my grievances with it, but I I really do feel like this adventure was a way better murder mystery.
0: Oh, you I really wait, do. Wait, how many how many retweets do we have to get in order to figure out who killed Mark uh, uh Merrick? Uh zero. <laughs> zero. Cuz that's what the adventure tells you.
1: Yeah. I, I absolutely love this. So I love the idea that uh, uh, the Warsmith and Duke are, are they're in the Sea of the Damned. You know, they've been kind of, they retreated back there after Pirates left, uh, which I honestly, I actually forgot about that whole thing. I forgot that they went there. Um, the Gold Hoarder was uh, stopped at the uh, Coral Fortress. And uh, obviously, uh, Davy Jones is locked away in the Sea of the Damned right now. So there's there's definitely been um a lot of questions about what's been going on with the dark brethren court and i honestly thought that this was all going to hang up its hat for the rest of the year and that we were going to focus on flame heart but i've actually really enjoyed this because it led to a twist that i 100 was not expecting so Getting into the actual story, if you if you're still listening to this and you haven't played through this and you're worried about spoilers, what the heck? Get out of here! Uh, but we finally we start off. Lorena tells us something's going on. We head over to K9 and uh, and and we meet up with Bell. And Bell uses her lantern to recall the the past and show us what's been going on which is a thing that we did back uh during the morning star crew telltale, where we went to old faithful and i absolutely love that it's one of the things i told mike about i was like i would love to be able to see more stuff like this more stuff in sea of thieves that's happened using the special lantern now back then it was the ferryman's lantern in this case we're using the reward from the uh Fort of the Damned, which is a little more empowered, I guess. It's Bell's personal version. Um, which I guess she just she got, you know, it's a it's a tier up from what the one that we got was, which I don't know how that works, but yeah, because you know,
0: the that, one I the one that I have from Fort of the Damned definitely does not work
1: like hers does. But they look the same. Yeah. 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 It's it's a different maker, same product. It's <laughs> it happens. Right. You get revisions like right. this and they yep. they cut out features. Yep. Uh, so, but we, we find out that Merrick's been killed and that the person who killed him, uh, was someone who looks very much like the Warsmith, uh, slightly different. And we've been kind of working our way to find out who it is. There's been a lot of speculation about who it could be, especially given that the, uh, second adventure really kind of dove into this potential of who is with, uh, the Warsmith on that ship. And this adventure answers all of those questions. And I'm. I'm absolutely amazed that uh, they've done a great job of using Bell's Lantern as a, a, something that I honestly was expecting back when we got Emissaries. There was uh, a trailer that went up that showed us holding up a lantern, and we saw little footprints on a uh, Kiel Hall fort, and that would lead us to uh, Grey Morrow. And Grey Morrow was one of the skeleton lord kind of things, you know, and they they teased that as uh, content that was, that was coming, and we never saw that. This finally gave us the little footprints yep. and we finally got to go and look around and follow the path of the person in in very much what I would call an open world tall tale. Yes. Where the walls of it have been blown open, you're you're available to tra- traverse the natural world as is. The story is happening in the world. Yes. And I love that aspect of it because it it you, you still like There's been issues. People are griefing the spots. You got to be careful about that. We got trolled a little bit when we went to go do it as well. It was a Uh, good troll though.
0: It wasn't a griefing troll. It was actually a, it was actually a, wait, did we leave the sales down kind of moment? Like it was, it was a good one.
1: Yeah. The teenagers uh, uh, hopped into the cop car, turned it on and lift and and took the parking brake off. Like 100% like, okay, you got us. And then jumped out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In this instance, I I really love that we're following the path of a journal that is left behind by a very arrogant mass stranger. And as we're kind of traveling to and from the different islands, Rare has done a fantastic job of using the trajectory of Point A to point B, what is the shortest distance? And then leading you to an island and then right at the very spot that you would naturally come across as you're sailing to that island, given your past uh, place, is the first point at where you run into the, the the use of the lantern, which you see the footsteps and you see the masked stranger getting off a, a Reaper's rowboat. And then you follow the path until you come across a journal. And that journal is not integral to the actual adventure but it is one of those extra things that if you read, not only are you going to get a bunch of lore about, but you're also going to work towards the uh, eventual deeds that you need to do uh, for the the title, not even the cosmetic, just the just the title uh, for this, which I thought was, was absolutely brilliant.
0: Read them. Read them. Yes. Because, and I know a lot of people when it comes to journals, and I'm guilty as charged, open the journal, click, 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 click. click done. Yeah. Read it because the first couple are just going to be kind of about this event. Now they're all about this adventure and what's going on. But the first couple mm-hmm. are just basically, "Hey, you know, I'm running. I'm trying to not get caught because I killed this dude. I'm trying to not get caught." Then all of a sudden, it starts to pull in stuff from Adventure 2 cinematic trailer and Gray Marrow and other things. Read yeah. them. They're not long. They're not like the ridiculous tall tale ones that sometimes get a little long. They're very short. Read them because you are going to, things are going to click from back from the tall tales to, to, um, um, things that are happening now to just things that happened not too long ago in adventure Two. Yeah. It's going to all click even back as far as a pirate's life. We, we see that in this adventure And it really starts to pull all these threads together that have been kind of out there, but have not been necessarily completely tied off. And they start, they're starting to bring them all together in this large tapestry. And it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Let's dive into the magical mystery box, the walkie talkie of the damned. Yes. Yes. We, we finally found out. Stitcher, Jim, sir. <laughs> um, the the book that you talked about that that references Morrow is in direct reference to the Box of Wondrous Secrets, the item that is out in the Devil's Roar that Stitcher Jim looked into, went crazy, ditched his allegiance to the Gold Hoarder, joined the 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 ranks of Flame Heart, uh, and then went missing for a very long time. Morrow looked into the uh, box of Wanderer's secrets and she didn't, she, she didn't go insane, but she didn't seem to really grasp what the heck was going on either. We've seen this uh, as of this update, but it wasn't until the adventure went live that we realized why this is here, why this is in Wanda's workshop. We've been venturing every time there's an update. We always go out to Wanderer's uh, refuge. We, we always look in in Wanda's workshop to see if anything's changed. This time it changed a lot. This time it makes sense. Yep. And I'm so happy for that. Um, the mass stranger goes to the box of wonder secrets. And when you go in there with the lantern, you get the voiceover dialogue, the voiced over dialogue, which I cannot express really immerses you into a, a in, into a story is, is having voiced dialogue. Everyone can appreciate that for the most part. But having her talk to her quote unquote sister, who we know to be uh, the warsmith in the Sea of the Damned through the box is mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing to realize it's like, OK, it's not just a box that is a thing that looks like the Sea of the Damned um, night sky, but it's actually a way to communicate with others in the Sea of the Damned.
0: And, and it's it. on top of that, on, on top of that, that ties into Adventure 1 where the reapers are trying to get all the boxes of wondrous secrets. Yeah. If, if it's a communication device between the, the worlds, it's also potentially a, a way to get flame back, which is what they're trying to do. It's a way to talk to him and get his orders. Remember the Spanish forces <clears throat> and, and, and the Spanish thing they said, he he's able to talk to us. Right. It's yeah. it's like, This is now starting to tie these adventures together. And again, is this a flame heart adventure? No, but it gives you clues and information from the other adventures. And it's still along that flame heart storyline. We're starting to understand maybe a little bit more of why the Reapers were doing what they were doing in adventure one.
1: Yeah. One of the lines from the journal says ghost ships, soul flame captains, flames of fate, all of them re- weakened the barrier between worlds it was enough for us to flit back and forth as needed it's it's finally they're they're being able to tie together the lore between why we have these boxes, why they're important. All this information is finally getting revealed through all of these journals. And the story that they're telling is compelling because we're following in the footsteps of someone who is going through all of this for the first time. Uh, being able to follow the masked stranger around and, and see what's going on in her mind has been fantastic because you get to see her kind of uh, finding... Like, new purpose and and new drive and new excitement in this new world that she's trying to create for herself as you're going through this and you see the the passion that she has and how it's everything is justified based on uh what she's trying to do um as you kind of go further to the story you really start to to realize like they are trying to do something now they are trying to create something that will allow them to get the the means to their ends and as we're traveling from uh place to place, we find out that the that the Warsmith has communicated with her sister, and that uh her um her goal is to meet up with the other phantoms, and that the phantoms are gathering relics. One of them is uh, a trident from a a shrine that's nearby Sailor's Bounty. The other is uh the Fallen Lord, which is the the actual (laughs) actual gold hoarder's skull the coral encrusted skull from the uh the the coral uh, uh, fortress and you're meeting up with them and the reason for it is is that the sister is gathering these these relics to try and uh get them put together by one of the order of souls uh, mystics, um, Olga From New Golden Sands Outpost Has been kidnapped and she's been taken to, to Cannon Cove And she's being forced to fuse These two relics, the Trident and the Gold Hoarder Skull, not to make A gold detector like I thought But to be able to create an item That allows people to be able to Traverse between the realms
0: Right, and What I find is very interesting um, Through all this is, is One <clears throat> we finally figure out the fate of the gold hoarder, right? Because yeah. when you, when you end that battle in a pirate's life, is he gone? Is he dead? What's going on? Cause obviously Ramsey has said that, you know, with that stain of greed, the gold hoarder is always going to be there somewhere, shape or form. He's always going to be there. Yeah. We killed him at tribute peak. We killed him again at the the crystal fortress. He's obviously going to come back, but we now have closure on that battle because we didn't have closure on that battle. It seemed like he got away maybe with Davy Jones, right? We never got yeah. complete closure on that. Now we do. We is, we see a skull. It is now being attached to a Disney stick. And what I find is interesting is the reason this mass stranger, and this is the tie-in that I know you've talked about and what I said I would hope to see. The reason that this mass stranger wants to get away is because she is being convicted of something that she claims not to be responsible for. And that is the death Merrick's of DeMarco. Third.
1: Yeah. Mer- Merrick's death. She'll cop to, she will 100% Correct. say that she is willing to kill DeMarco to get a new life. Right. Uh, yeah. Which is, I mean, to be fair, given that most of us pirates are willing to kill other pirates over yeah, treasure. Yeah. Right hales in comparison to the fact that this person is being promised uh, the, the ability to, to restart their life. Correct. And and that once DeMarco died, which seems to be a pretty well-known fact for a lot of people at this point, given uh, how she was like looked at as number one suspect, number one
0: suspect. Yep.
1: it's it's clear that this was kind of her way out. Right. This was her being able to get out of town. Yep. And if it required her to work with the Reapers or the, the Dark Brethren court to be able to get a relic for the Warsmith to be able to to be able to have them traverse between the realms, then that that was the that was the ticket price. That was the cost of the ticket to be able to get out of there. And I, I don't blame her for taking that because she was in a bad way and she lost everything because of the C the the C4 or the um what's it called the Sea the Dog Tavern closing up shop. So I I don't blame her. Her actions were upon her without her choice being taken into account um and and because of that and it, it, it at this point I, it makes me question is is what ramsey and what DeMarco are doing are are they justifying their actions shutting down the sea dog tavern causing these people uh, a lot of heartache and losing everything mm-hmm. um is that something that is worth whatever it is that they are trying to do to protect the sea of thieves right and it makes me call into question like is the pirate lord's best interest in saving sea of thieves for himself for us for everyone cuz people are getting hurt as a result of his his no. actions
0: he is a pirate after all so he is. is it about everyone or is it more more selfish and what i will say is we keep referring to the mysterious stranger at or the the as the last stranger. stranger as she yeah. if you haven't picked up on it the name starts with an A. She was a former sea dog. It is, in fact, Amaranta. Yeah. If anyone was not catching on to that, uh, it is Amaranta, and I about lost my shit when she took her mask off.
1: <laughs> Which was great. Holy crap. The ending to this adventure is so fantastic. So good the confrontation. Um, it's exactly what I what I love about what Sea Thieves does. it, it took you across the world. You got to follow the uh, the footsteps. You got the tale little by little, little by little, and then eventually it culminates to the very ending where you confront the murderer. You confront Amaranta. She explains motivations, and her motivations are justified given her state. It has her arguing with Bell on a dock as Bell comes to try and, and try and call her out, like you killed someone over this. And with she's a like, super hand landing, yeah. by the way. With the superhero right. line, yeah, her busting out of the water with yep. the with the buoy and stuff was well, was fantastic. Freaked me out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all I tried to myself. get you to back up. I was sitting there like, right.
0: oh my god, it's Amaranta. Oh, and then right next to me, I'm like, oh my <laughs> god!
1: <laughs> I tried to get you to back up because I knew it was coming. Um, I was too sucked yeah. into
0: that. Like I was too sucked into you. what was happening. I well, yeah, me
1: too. I- the first time I did it, uh, a couple nights before, same thing happened. I didn't even catch that she was going to pop out of the water. She popped up behind me, scared the crap out of me. Yeah. It's like th- 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm freaking out on the couch because I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you. <laughs> Never mind. But, yeah, I was enthralled. I was enthralled by this. Her using the uh, the the trident with the fused gold hoarder skull, which we didn't even talk about. But the fact that the gold hoarder's eyes, those green gems, are veilstone. Mm-hmm.
0: Veil
1: stones. Yeah. Two of the veil stones that people were complaining. Oh, the veil, the, the, the ancients, uh, the veil of ancients has five gems. Where's the other two? How come we're only getting three? It's like, well, maybe the other two were parts of uh, the gold hoarder's eyes, which also, Ties back to something that I think that I thought was a a miscommunication. I thought that when they did the Orb stream back in December last year. Which, think about it, it's July now. Uh, they talked about how the the uh, the 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 way to get between the realms was in the Belly of Gold, which is the name of the the place down in Tribute Peak at the shores of Gold, where the Gold Hoarder has his vault. Which makes sense because his skull. Has the ability to give people a way between the the, the realms, right. right? And 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 it
0: actually specifically called out in this adventure that because they're veil stones, he's able to see things specifically yeah. treasure <laughs> that other people can't see.
1: Yeah, the fact that he's able to he's able to peer between the realms does not, and and it's like, well, no wonder he went crazy. Yeah. If you could see between the realms, too, it's like it's straight out of six cents, which spoiler for six cents, the kid can see dead people uh, because he's <laughs> dead. Go figure. Yeah. Freaking uh, the, the, the gold hoarder sitting there and he's like, I see dead people all the time. I just want my gold. For the love of God, get me all the gold that you can. And they're like, We are getting you all the gold. He's like, No, you aren't. I can see more. You're not, I can see more gold. <laughs> I really hope we do use him as a metal detector in the future. It would be hilarious. Um, But uh, so much lore was was packed into the journals, and so much of this information was given to us through a a dialogue, through a narrative, through a well played design. They took us places. They showed us Amarantha, and the fact that and and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to um what the hell is it called virtue signal hill, but I virtue sign signal here. Uh, but I do appreciate the fact that it was. Uh, a woman having a conversation with another woman, yep. while another woman was in a portal, kind of being in charge of two guys. Yeah, and it was just—is—is <laughs> so, is so Wanda
0: good. really a lady anymore? <laughs> I, don't <laughs> <She's know>. kinda... <laughs> I don't know. She's I think a skeleton. All... Yeah, yeah, she is. I mean, I guess under all the flesh, we're all just bones at some point.
1: Yeah. It's the personality, right? It's what absolutely she, it's the not, personality not,
0: is a very strong female.
1: Yeah, very strong. Good, good question for uh, for uh, Chris Alcock. <laughs> like, hey, what what are what are WarSmith's uh, pronouns? Right, if we right. if we if you could. Um, <laughs> so, but I I love the fact that they did this. I thought it was great to have Bell be the one that's out and about doing this. Um, she's she's done so much better at representing the good nature of Sea of Thieves than Ramses has. For the entirety of the frickin', like the best time that Ramsey's had was at the end of the Gold Hoarder fight in the original Tall Tales. That was a, a, an amazing moment. That and Maiden Voyage are my two favorite things that Ramsey has ever done, but that's basically
0: all that he's ever done. Yeah, he just sits down there, and he makes the new Athena pea jars. So that's all he does now.
1: Oh, my God. All right. Before we get too dark. Um <laughs> So I, I love the fact that we ended this with Amarantha being able to travert, traverse and show us that that the Dark Brethren court has abilities that the Reapers are seeking. Right. And there's nothing that the Reapers can do about it.
0: Right. and And so, apparently Merrick has information. We don't know what information at this point. But he has information that they need.
1: Yeah. Information that he may not realize right. they need. Right.
0: And I think bell mentions that I think bell mentions that he may not realize that he has this information.
1: Yeah. And I, I think it ties uh, directly into the, the dark relics that were being used for golden sands outpost. Um, Because it is clear to me, at least uh, that the dark brethren are looking for a way to get uh, to get Davy Jones free. They're looking to get a way for him free and for the captain to get wherever the captain is to the sea of thieves. I think that the gold hoarder skull is the first step in them having an easier uh, way of traversing between the realms. And that I think they are eventually going to seek out either the dark relics to change something, which would kind of lead us into a direction that would be like, Hey, rare wants to do more of these uh, community decisions Mm. There's another opportunity right there that yep. the uh, Dark Relics fall into another pair of hands that aren't as as clumsy or Butterfingers as the Reapers were uh, when they were trying to change Golden Sands to uh, an Outpost or the Damned or what have you.
0: I thought you were going to say as Butterfingers as <clears throat> Merrick's were whenever he gets a ship.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> look, we don't have to look. He's trying his best. All right. Like He's... <laughs> He's he's got a, a wife that is is, uh, that is is on the verge of divorcing him over a merfish, um because yep. he has a hobby that she just does not understand. Wow. All right, yeah.
0: So, let's look at this adventure real quick and what it pulls together, all the bits that it pulls together. It pulls together going all the way back to the beginning. It pulls together, uh, shores of gold, the tall tale with the gold hoarder. And now we understand his eyes. We understand the the importance of the belly of gold. It pulls together a pirate's life with the battle with the gold hoarder at the um at the the Crystal Brother ca- and the Crystal Fortress, the coral fortress, the, the Disney coral Castle. Fortress. See if <laughs> Disney Castle.
1: We always call things differently than what they're actually called. Right.
0: It pulls together Grey Marrow in the original tall tale sets um, when you know, you're know you putting all those bits together and the things that he knows or doesn't know about the Sea of the Damned. It pulls together adventure number two with talking about how Wanda, the warsmith, wanted so badly on that ship, that closing mm-hmm. scene, wanted to go and attack Flameheart Jr. at that fort. What yeah. was told by Amaranta not to, because they did not have the forces. It pulls together so, so, so. Stitcher Jim, Stitcher Heart of Jim. Fire.
1: Yeah, I was. I wanted right. to, to bring in I, Stitcher Jim. I in forgot the box. about that
0: one Just until the, Well,
1: even before the so
0: much together.
1: Yeah, before before uh, Heart of Fire, he he was uh, the first discoverer of right. the box of wondrous secrets. Right. We finally understand like the the significance behind that.
0: And I saw this on Twitter. Someone brought this up on Twitter, and I responded to it. They're like, where is Stitcher Jim? And Mike has said time and time again, Stitcher Jim is still out there. And eventually, yeah. we will find out more about Stitcher Jim, right? So, yeah. you know, this is another – now we know why Stitcher Jim is somewhere out there, probably just doodling his, you know, a, a picture on a, a piece of paper at this point because he's, of what he's
1: doing yeah, through. He- He's still alive. Thanks yep. to the Sea of Thieves RPGs, we found out that he's still alive. Right. Um, we don't know the state of his arm after he stuck his hand into right. the Curse of Rage yep. or the, the Chest of Rage. Right. Um, we do feel like, at least for me, I still feel like he is very much infatuated with Flame Heart. Um, his I would agree. place. His his hideout is untouched. Uh, I imagine that will be the next place we want to look when the Reapers decide to make their next move. Yep. Uh, and I would not be surprised to find out if he is um, because he is a great opposite to Duke. Um, because Duke feels slighted by Stitcher Jim, right. based on the 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 box of Wonder Secrets, the uh, the the Reapers' chests, the Dark Relics. He was he was catfished by Stitcher Jim, and I would not be surprised if Duke would be the perfect um, uh, pairing against Stitcher Jim as uh, Wanda has Flameheart or, or Reaper or Flameheart Jr. to kind of go up against, right? Uh, Flameheart, I don't think is going to be a, a physical embodiment, but Flameheart Jr. very much uh, a physical embodiment, a masked stranger, if you will, to, uh, to, to uh, Wanda the Warsmith. Stitcher Jim, Great to be working with Flameheart in this instance. A right-hand man to Flameheart Jr. uh, Working to serve his new master. A perfect um, uh, pairing for... Uh, Duke, the Dark Lord, who is with the Dark in court, working with Wanda the Warsmith. And I, I think it'd be a great opportunity when we finally see these two clashing forces come together in in the future, hopefully.
0: And I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about the Dark Relics and the information that Merrick may have that he doesn't know he has. And another player choice, right? Yeah. Imagine this. You've got the Dark Brother on one side. Bad guys. We fought them as bad guys in a pirate's life. Flameheart on the other side, bad guy. We fought the head talker in the sky. Imagine if the player choice now is do I take my dark relics to the dark brethren and give them to Duke, or do I take them to Stitcher Gym to help Flameheart? Imagine that choice. Now you're making the players make a choice between two bad guys. Or yeah. who have been been viewed for the longest time as bad guys, right? Golden Sands was Merrick good guy, Reaper bad guy. Like, that was kind of how it was portrayed. But imagine, and I love that kind of stuff because you don't get that often. There always has to be a good guy. There always has to be a bad guy, and I never liked that. Imagine if the next choice we have to make is, do we help the Dark Brethren or do we help Flameheart?
1: the lesser of two evils. Right. And what a what a perfect opportunity for people to be like, I want to support the Dark Brethren because I want to have a redemption arc for Dark for Duke the Dark sure. Lord, which it, it's not gonna happen, guys. No, Don't worry about it's it. Not. It's but not. But it, it's one it's a it's a fleeting hope that people are like, I can change him. I'm the one that can change him. I'll make him straight.
0: I, I want a redemption arc for the newest member of the Dark Brethren court, Shelly the Crab. I feel like she deserves a a redemption arc now? <laughs> I feel like
1: it. Well, th- I mean, that's got to be the next adventure, right? Like, the next adventure, right. Adventure 6, has to be going after Merrick. Right. But really, really, we're going back to get Shelly. We're going like, back we're to get Shelly. Yeah, we got to go back to get Shelly.
0: Maybe uh, Shelly doesn't can... want to come with us. Maybe Shelly is perfectly.
1: Whoa, like, whoa, whoa look, hold whoa, on. Time out. Think about
0: it this way. Okay, look. <laughs> okay, the Dark Brother in court. Gold Hoarder, Wanda, Duke. And uh, and Davy Jones, and then the captain, right? We haven't seen the captain, yeah. not gonna worry about him. Davy Maybe Jones, is the captain. what's that? Maybe Shelly is the oh, captain. See, now you're thinking the way I think. See, <laughs> Davy Jones locked away, gold hoarder, headless stick. Now, uh, we've got Duke detector. and Wanda. There are two more seats at the table. Shelly can fill one of those seats, Look, Amaranta can full- fill the other seat, and now we've got yeah. a full dark brother in court again. and The captain's out there.
1: Yeah, there were there were scratch marks in the armchair of of the the head of the table at the Dark Brother in court. One hundred percent could have been a claw.
0: Cap Captain Captain Shelley. Captain Shelley. Yeah. And the other thing we have to keep in mind while while we're kind of wrapping up the adventure and, and talking about the goofiness that could happen, that probably won't happen. We have coming up at the end of this month, season seven. We know Captain C's coming. But we also know this thing that we don't know anything about. The sovereign is coming. Yeah, we are pushing I very much this story. Want to know about that. What's that?
1: I, I definitely want to know about that.
0: Right, we don't know anything about them. We don't. We know the the royal sovereign. The sovereign. We we've had the equipment. We've had the the livery sets. We've had all that stuff for a while. But we've never seen them. Are they a group coming from outside of the seas? Where are they coming from? We don't know yet. Also, we have a captain who's outside of the seas, who's trying to come in through the Dark Brethren. We now have the Brethren as part of the adventure. Could we see, finally, because, by the way, Chapman was asked about that and the Save the Golden Sands thing about the captain. Mm -hmm. And he kind of got choked up for a second and said, yeah, he's still out there and we'll find out about him eventually. Yeah, but he got stumped. He got stuck there for a second. Could you imagine if this with the sovereign coming in, if this is the moment when we're finally going to figure out who the captain is after all of these
1: years? Okay, first, first off, captain is definitely captain hook because I I am 100% promising people that I I 100% stop it. But but he's coming as a good guy. Captain Hook always shows up Stop as it. a good He has our best interests in mind. There's lots of awesome stuff that um, John, I know we can dive into and and we're probably going to have more time in the future to be able to dive into this. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I got to close things up because I just realized what time it is. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode, keep an eye out or an ear out for the rest of this month as at the end of the month, uh, both Davin and I are going to be going to England for SOT Fest. We're going to have a very special podcast that is going to be recorded live there. I don't know if we're going to be able to have people there, but uh, for sure on on the on the 25th, if not the 23rd, we are going to be recording uh, We're going to be recording on the 23rd. I don't know if it'll be out in, in time for the 25th, but we're going to try and make it happen. I don't know how it's going to work out. We'll figure it out. Uh, but we are going to be recording a live episode at SOT Fest on the 23rd, uh, for sure. Unless something crazy happens, which I doubt it will, uh, we're going to get there. And this will be another interesting conversation to jump into as we will be jumping into season seven. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you give all the kudos to Davram for jumping in. Make sure you go and follow. Uh, listen to Pirate Talk Radio. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're following Davram over on uh, twitch.tv forward slash TV, if I'm, if I'm recalling this correctly off the top yeah. of my head. Okay. And make sure that you're following my content as always. Um, and if you guys are listening to this from Davram's side, uh, make sure you pirates are doing everything you can to sink as many ships and not let alliances win yes Should i cover that
0: yes yes all right Second i gotta make sure you're left and straight until morning it's not kept <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's hours happened um but that's gonna do it for this episode uh we'll probably have our, our normal outros if, if that's the thing i have no clue but i gotta get running so pirates thank you so much we'll talk soon